0: Hi, everyone. Julie here. If you want to hear future episodes before anybody else, join our Patreon, where you'll get episodes three days early, as well as access to Slack and all sorts of other things. You can find us at patreon.com podlanderdrunkcast. Thanks for listening. Visit us at podlanderpresents.com to find information on all of our shows.
1: I was doing extra fizz.
0: Oh, God damn it. Fine Pilsner beer. It really is good, dude. That first sip, it always hits. It always hits. A
1: lot like a fire that's predicted to happen. (laughs) It always hits. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. RIP Big House. RIP (laughs) 9,000
0: windows. You remember remember that one window, that bay window in the front room? I really like that window. Yeah remember remember the entire wall of windows that were her surgery i also really like that too
1: you know if you had set the big house burning to like um well like any piece of classical music that's up-tempo you could have had all the windows bursting on time like um it's very clear like da, nah, da da
0: da 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 da, da. <sharp inhale> <laughs> 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 totally. I was thinking, um, <laughs> <laughs> just popping. Oh, yep. it's popping.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it, it was like very it. hot. Um, I didn't think we were going to go there. I thought if we were going to start with a musical moment, it would start with one of two options. Either, as I think it was Terry suggested in the crowd cast, Claire is following Mrs. Bug's casket um, to her burial, where she becomes the guardian of the cemetery for the people whose shit she cleaned out of chamber pots. All mm-hmm. All right. Rude. Um, <laughs> somebody had to do it. And her, her crazed, gold-loving husband. He loves gold! <laughs> he um, it's a real Scrooge McDuck. Uh, he is. Um, he uh, shows up and he's like, "Mistress, will you sing?" She goes, y- yes, Arch, yes, I will." Life is like a hurricane, hurricane, <laughs> hurricane. here in Duckburg. Duck, d- Duckburg, that's right. Race cars something airplanes don't worry about it don't worry about it world. or, or rooms 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 <laughs> it's a duck might solve a mystery or rewrite history Ooh. oh <laughs> but Woo. <gems. laughs> yep um so i thought we would either do that
0: or we would do dick knife whoo i still th- i think we got to stick with butt gems on that one it's too good Butt knife <laughs> oh, see i don't like that though dick jewels <laughs> Welcome
1: to Podlander, Cast and Outlander podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. And we are here talking once again about butt jewels. Ooh. These (laughs) foolish
0: jewels are breaking up my butt. Although they weren't jewels this time that did break shit up, but it was gold. Gold? Gold. (laughs) He really did go all in. All right, so this is season seven, episode three called Death Be Not Proud. It was written by Tyler English Beckwith, who I'm going to
1: pull up on the old IMDb in a minute here, and directed by Jackie Gould, who also... <laughs> okay. Stars. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Daphne. You have written here on your official press materials, which have been out for months. Yeah. That episode three is directed by Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-I-E, Gould, G U G O U L D. Episode four is directed by Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, Gold. So. Which is it? They're this. I'm sure they're the same person. We're gonna find out which which it really is right now, but y'all, it's it's right there. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking at both of them and I don't have to scroll. There is no, like get a copy editor, what the hell? (laughs) Um, Somewhere she's like, my name is spelled with a C, (laughs) Or Q, yes. Q. Well, they both have a C in them. Oh. <laughs> I've been waiting. Jackie with a C <laughs> and a Q. <laughs> and then an I and then an E. <laughs> um,
0: okay. Death be not proud. So directed by Jackie Gold and written by Tyler Thomas. Tyler. Beckwith. Tyler Beckwith. Have Tyler English that? Beckwith. I'm Have checking heard right that now. Have we name before?
1: Okay. Um, oh, Tyler, who I w- just very stupidly assumed was a dude. Oh, gal. Because of name. Well, certainly a person who is female presenting. All right. Um, this is, well, it says writer three episodes. Oh, okay. Um, staff writer on the first two. So this is somebody in the writer's room. Okay. This is a person um, with... It must be said, Tyler, if you're listening, I promise I'm not objectifying you. I'm just stating true facts. Tyler English Beckwith has a rockin' rack and a truly beautiful afro. That is true. Look at that. Yes. Hot woman. Keep it going, Tyler. Tyler, great writing. Magnificent rack. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. You're killing it. Um, So written by Tyler English Beckwith, which... I mean, I'm sure we have talked about this before, but just in case we haven't, everybody knows that writer's rooms are deeply collaborative, right? So Mm -hmm. like, just like sometimes you're watching a Tony episode and you're like, "Mm mm-hmm, I wonder who wrote this scene. Wasn't Tony Graffia? Uh, That can be true of any of these episodes, but the credited writer is typically the person who takes the lead. It is Jackie with a Q-U-I-E. So they spelled her name right once. (laughs) Um, Canadian director, uh, she has directed for... She directed Friday the, oh no, second assistant director. Uh, Friday the 13th, part eight. Oh my god. <laughs> um, okay, we're skipping
0: her second unit credits. Come on, bring me to that. That's not the one where he took over New York City, right? <laughs> Girl, I don't know. I think that's nine. I don't remember. I don't watch those movies.
1: Previous, here we go. Director.
0: Ooh, Jackie Gould.
1: <laughs> Jackie Gould okay this is her first outlander episode she is also directed for charmed van helsing day of the dead motherland fort salem and fire country all right um welcome jackie she's also credited as a writer let's see what she has written Oh, Victory Square was one of the things she directed. Um, and then she's listed as a story editor on another TV show called Strange Empire and a writer on a short. Anyway. Okay. Jackie.
0: Well, this is well not done. the first episode this season that we've seen that it's been a um pretty woman focused or female presenting focused creative. Totally. Team, yeah. Which is cool.
1: Because um, we
0: bitched about that a lot. We did. <laughs> we have bitched about that ad nauseum. It the
1: appears, past. It, and I'm making. Gendered assumptions, which I shouldn't, but I don't have time to confirm all of these things right now. Um, if we just sort of assume that people's names are. Um, aligned with their gender. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, then the so the next episode is also jackie gold just like and that's a pretty common tv thing where a a director will do two episodes didn't the
0: same person direct one and two yes Mm -hmm. it's
1: especially post-covid it's increasingly common because then it's you you've got one in pre-production and one in production and then that one is in production and then in post-production and it just makes it easier Mm -hmm. um so uh yeah the next two after that are directed by tracy deer all right tracy. and then the mm-hmm. final two are directed by joss agnew um so it seems like three quarters of the episodes this season it's a relatively safe assumption that three quarters were directed by women right on um uh it's a different writer for every episode but again that's kind of how it goes mm-hmm. um you know who is not Listed as a writer or director this season at all. Throw a party. <laughs> Throw a fucking party. Celebrate good times. Come on. on. There's no da, mustache da, da, there. Da, no da, mustache. Da. But he's still interfering. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that is our writer and director of what I think is a pretty solid...
0: Pl- table setting episode. It is it is very much a table setting episode. I did with enjoy with lots of hot pests. I did enjoy all the kind of in depth conversations. I will say that one thing I struggled with a lot in this episode is, I didn't really understand the entire bug plot yeah so as a non-book reader maybe that's part of it but also it just felt like weirdly shoehorned in or like not really fleshed out enough
1: here's how I think we should approach that Okay. I think we should talk about the whole fire storyline okay and the bug storyline in general without getting into um, the specifics of it okay and um, basically assume that we have a pretty major quibble that we will discuss once we're finished with that storyline. Okay. Uh, and that way we will just like sort of recap the story. We'll talk about the performances, which I think mm-hmm. are pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the fire, I mean, obviously the whole episode is really about the fire, but but I'm saying like through Mardina Bug's funeral, okay. we'll go right through that before we get the second voiceover.
0: Mm. Um, so to me, the house burning down was very sad. Yeah, And we, uh, we knew it was coming. Um, But my favorite acting moment in that piece was when Jamie realized that the fire had made it upstairs and was just like, "Well, that's it." Yeah. And just the the look on his face of admitting the truth and just letting it sink in was very powerful. I thought. Yes. Um, th- I think the the fire in general was very well
1: handled on just about every level, mm-hmm. acting wise. Um the effects were great yeah. the um
0: the set piece afterwards the burnt oh, down house was really cool
1: incredible and mm-hmm. you know we obviously won't be seeing it after this because by the time they come back whether they make it to scotland or not open question but mm-hmm. whether they make it to scotland or not uh by the time they come back that will have been cleared yeah it'll mm-hmm. ha- it would have to be that like they're not just gonna because that's spooky and ghosts yeah um <laughs> you know
0: plus maybe somebody on the ridge wants to build somewhere over there now that they've decided to move across the river let's take this real prime they're gonna take all those
1: little pieces of glass and make a really nice mosaic Mm -hmm. Mm um okay if there's room i appreciated that they had jamie's letters do the old-timey use of title case (laughs) that's from amelia sorry Mm -hmm. we're gonna get there don't worry amelia that is the most amelia please make sure you talk about this thing i have ever heard. When I went to see Rachel Bloom show with Amelia's husband, Jeff, um, at, by the time we were leaving, I didn't notice it until we were leaving. We were getting up to leave, and Scott a friend of the show, Scotty Caldwell, co-host of the Podgerton cast, Scotty Caldwell, was like, Jeff, what are you carrying there? He had, like, a rolled-up magazine in his hand. And he went, it's the New
0: Yorker. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: And we laughed and laughed. That's very funny. Um, it's very Jeff and Amelia. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, love you,
0: truly. Um. So, uh yeah, all of it. Like fire was cool. F- Everybody coming up to help was very well shot. That it stren- was cool.
1: just the brief period where they were actually trying to put it out and they made it really clear how strenuous atta- somebody in the crowd cast said um Bree should have invented a fire truck.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz pulling um, all that water up from a well is Oh my god, it was just like the trough work. in the
1: well mm-hmm. and even if they had a hose, that that fire no, still would have taken no. the house out. But think about how daunting it would have been. So, yeah, that moment, it's great acting from both Sam and Kate, I think. Mm-hmm. When he Jamie realizes,
0: and it like- was specific to the, he saw a curtain. He saw, yeah, he saw that the flames had reached the second story and were starting to catch the but curtain on fire. specifically, yeah, he mm-hmm. saw
1: this curtain catch up, and then that's when the camera pivoted. Again, Jackie Gold, Jackie with a C-Q-U-I-E, get it right we respect those names in Mm -hmm. this podcast in this house we spell it with a (laughs) c-q-u-i-e um first it was the curtain and we see jamie's realization from inside realization like the camera's inside the house yeah we see that beautiful wallpaper curling up Oh, so sad and like a great shot we see a lot of windows burst which I have to admit we knew was coming we
0: and it was very I know it wasn't a shout out for us but it sort of felt like every time there was something with a window throughout the show I have felt like it was a shout out I'm sorry a window or a wall (laughs) till the sweat sweat drips down my which is
1: great because you know the Stephen bonnet bottle maybe it had condensation (laughs) yeah it got really humid ochre coat gets really hot it does get really hot and humid also it might have just been tired from all the times that he spent fucking it remember that <laughs> yes I do. Oh, Lord. anyway um okay so uh, we also saw the, the one that got me in my feelings is they showed the nameplate oh yeah on claire's um, medical kit yes the dr rawlings nameplate um as well as some other little objects here and there um just like a whole life significant gone. personal objects, but not all of them were like, this is emotionally impactful. It was right. just like daily life. And they continued that thematically once we are past the fire, which again, like, uh, yeah, I'll come back to that in a second. It was very, really well done. And the reactions and the, like the helplessness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the genuine reason to be grateful because you're alive you're alive and that's what matters stuff doesn't matter but also you're allowed
0: to be sad about
1: stuff worse and, and what a
0: beautiful house a life you've made together you've lived there for a long time happy memories Things they carried across the ocean dude um all of those
1: tampons
0: oh my god in that bum roll oh i would be so pissed
1: well back to rags i guess i mean certainly the a, a lot of very expensive stuff too. think mm-hmm. about all that expensive medical shit that lord john has been sending claire mm-hmm. um, And Bree's Inventions.
0: All the penicillin in the world. Yeah,
1: all the penicillin in the entire world. Um, The syringe that Brianna made out of the snake fang.
0: Deuces. (laughs) See ya. Think how fast those mattresses all went up. Mm. Probably about as fast as that fucking awesome wallpaper. I was thinking about that wallpaper. Like, how did they get it there? Who put it up? Who knew how to put up wallpaper then? I mean... Had You've to seen, have been? We've
1: seen wallpapered rooms. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In about River Run in Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen all kinds of wallpapered okay. rooms. But I, it was bu- it. It, it is absurd. When they Julie and I both had this reaction, when they showed
0: Brian Rogers Cabin again, it was like, oh look, it's the big house. Mm-hmm. Because that really does seem like what would yeah. be considered a big house on that Although, property. Although, you
1: know what? Honestly, if the if the trade that we get from absurdly big house, which Takes us out of the reality of the series is three seasons worth of jokes about windows. Plus, I'll take it that incredible set mm-hmm. of the burned, burned down house. house. Um, RIP I will house, I'll take
0: it. RIP house, all right, of considerable size. Yes, house you. of unusual, h-o-u-s-s house of unusual size. Wasn't it?
1: It's R O U S, so H O U S, B H O U S, big house of unusual size.
0: Anyway, all right, well, it was a cool scene. Glad to see it. Then we see... So then they're going through the rubble. bugs freaking out. Yes, we see
1: the the bugs freaking out a little. Um, But before we get there, they're going through the rubble. Mm -hmm. And... um, finding things that survived and this also got me in my feels
0: claire's journal
1: claire's journal with all of the that was originally dr rawling's journal with all those beautiful incredible drawings in it and her detailed notes and also all the information that is definitely going to get her killed because she's a time traveler and people are going to think she's a witch that Mm -hmm. notebook her grimoire in other words Her (laughs) grimoire. totally (laughs) um here's how you make penicillin don't worry about it it's from the future (laughs) um take some bread leave it out Make sure to infuriate your housekeeper. That will never be a problem. Don't worry, <laughs> it's never going to come back to bite you in the ass. <gasps> Just go ahead, leave bread everywhere. Get a cat. Make sure it's a cat you're emotionally attached to, but not a cat you're so emotionally attached to that you'll turn back when you've already started your commute um, if you find (laughs) him after a fire. Um, So get a cat. The cat will take care of the mice. You'll infuriate your housekeeper. Again, not a problem. There's absolutely no way that that will come back to haunt you in any way. Then you let the bread grow mold. Then you uh, terrify your husband, and uh, nephew by telling them that uh, germs are tiny wee monsters that enter the body through small (laughs) openings such as cuts Um, because it's not like they're not constantly bleeding Um, (laughs) and then you let the mold grow and then you get your husband's dearest friend who is also deeply in love with him to get you a microscope and you look Uh, through the microscope, at the mold, and hope that you remember enough from medical school to recognize penicillin when you see it. Once you've done that, you put it in liquid, and then you convince the people of Fraser's Ridge, all of whom already think you're a witch and also possibly a murderer, that you need to inject bread mold into their bodies in order to prevent them from dying. Simple. (laughs) (laughs) I got very Julie Andrews at the end there. I'm not sure why. Simple just a spoonful of
0: bread mold
1: keeps you from getting scurvy (laughs) keeps you from getting
0: scurvy you know what julie what
1: wow claire like mary poppins seems to have magical abilities Mm -hmm. she has a bag that carries way more stuff than it should that is true she's got some very smart outfits Mm -hmm. um She uh, seems to have knowledge that she should not have. Mm -hmm. Uh, She too has a talking umbrella Um, and
0: she is definitely fucking a very tall man covered in soot. Oh my God. So there, so does that mean that Mary Poppins is a time traveler or does that mean that Claire is a goddess of chaos? Both.
1: what? Uh, I think canonically we are going to say Mary Poppins
0: could totally travel through the stones oh for sure no question yes fucking when the stones see her come and they're just like swing wide open they're like yeah she's back they go oh this is gonna be really intense
1: um
0: and then there's the one little stone out to the side it's like i love her bag <laughs>
1: oh my god i love that bag um but and here's what happens here's the, what separates mary poppins from claire when she needs to travel in time she opens her bag and she goes and she pulls out one stone and puts it down, and then she reaches into her back and she pulls out the other she stone. She carries and puts it a, down.
0: an entire dick rock circle in yes. there. Yes,
1: and then she pulls out one dancer, and then another dancer, and then another dancer. She pulls them all out, and then she lets them do their thing. And then she travels through the stones. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now I'm just picturing um, Sam Huon in a kilt. Ain't it a glorious day? Bright is a morning
0: in me. When he does the little knee thing. Yeah,
1: with the penguins. Oh my God, Jamie mm. Fraser dancing with
0: penguins. <laughs> Have, Jamie Fraser would be really good at the fucking um chem cheminy, Chim, cheminy chem cheminy chem, step in time
1: step in time that's the really fast yeah. one, boom, right? Boom, 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 mm. psh, psh, the windows start bursting. <laughs> step in time, step in time, house is burning down step again, st- <laughs> again. <laughs> my wife's a witch, Burn <laughs> 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 over
0: the rooftop. Can't go on the rooftop, it burned down. <laughs> <laughs> it burned down. We did not make this connection before. Allison, thank you. The direct outlander to Mary Poppins pipeline. Which is great because that's really the opening
1: we've been waiting for the entire time we've been doing this show. I guarantee we have found other opportunities to talk
0: about how Mary Poppins and Bert are definitely fucking. Oh, definitely. We have surely talked about that. Yes.
1: Because it is one of our most deeply held beliefs. It's true. If, I were for, if someone was like, tell me an opinion you cannot justify in any actual way that you would absolutely justify that you could say, no one will believe this it cannot be proven, but I will prove it now that would be the one. That Mary
0: Poppins and Burt are, are fucking, fucking. Yes. Yes. No question. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. I don't even feel like I have to justify it I feel like it's perfectly obvious. Like if you watch the movie. Yeah.
1: It's practically obvious in every way. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the real question. You know how, like, decades after the fact, um, Carrie Fisher wrote a memoir about her time shooting Star Wars and was like, yes, Harrison Ford and I fucked. You've been wondering for years. I can confirm. Harrison Ford and I fucked. Uh, why don't we have that from Julie Andrews about her and
0: Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> well i mean at the time she was married to blake edwards right and they had a happy marriage they were married for a long time oh okay fine but still that did not stop either one of them dick van dyke or julie andrews from shooting sex darts at each other through their eyes the whole time just they were boning
1: they were definitely but bo- well the characters the were characters boning. yes Mm-hmm there it's you know what it's like um, bradley cooper and lady gaga singing shallow at the oscars mm-hmm. they're not fucking they're just doing their
0: jobs and we all benefit and their jobs are to convince us that the characters are PMV. Yeah. this is what this is what it was <laughs> realized this is what it was like
1: when bradley cooper and lady gaga were rehearsing shallow to perform it at the oscars bradley cooper was like while lady gaga was going oh right um bradley cooper picks up this microphone and walks it around the piano to be able to sit with her so they can finish the song and as he picks it up he goes wait hold on hold on i'm picking it up look look does does this angle make it look like we're definitely fucking (laughs) (laughs) or like if i tilt it a little will that make it look more like we're fucking and lady gaga was like that angle that one number two yes okay so when i'm playing Should I whip my head this much to make it look like we're definitely fucking? Or this much to make it look like we're definitely fucking? That was what rehearsal was like. Uh, Which is also what rehearsing Step in Time was like. Yes. Excuse me, sir. (laughs) Mr. Director, if you would. Mr. Disney. Mr. Disney. Uh, When I do this, this like tappity-tap thing, does that make it look more like Bert and Mary are fucking? (laughs) I want to make sure that it looks like they're fucking... We, we need to give something to the grown-ups and to <laughs> the child in us all. Um,
0: <laughs> how did we get on Mary Poppins again? Mm, something about the Dick Rock Circle and her Time being able travel. To travel. And so her grimoire is where we started. Oh, Mary Poppins has a grimoire wishing, too. Um, anyway, Claire, the things that got left behind, the things that survived. Oh,
1: it was because I was, yes, I was doing the mm. instructions on how to make penicillin. Yes,
0: that's right. Um, so the book is probably gonna come back i think if it survives i sure hope so right okay it's um and i'm
1: sure it's damaged but like it partially survived the one yeah, that really, really got stuff. me in my
0: feelings though jamie like
1: kicks open a trunk and his plaid is oh, in yeah. there
0: oh untouched un no Beautiful. smoke no soot on them or anything i'm a sure they smell like smoke
1: what but. happens in the rest of the episode what a smart choice to have him find that because he finds it he wears it to Merdina's funeral he remembers his familial
0: obligations in Scotland. Like
1: he looks really comfortable and then yes. And then he makes this decision Mm -hmm. that he has to like for a number of reasons that it's time to bring Ian back to Scotland. I wonder if Ian will have anything to say about that. Um, it's, uh, it's a really beautiful moment. Then Claire finds like a sweater or something and it's singed like beyond repair. So it's, they're definitely finding things that are not salvageable either. Um, but it's really like, it's very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Ian finds something. Oh, he finds a little
0: portrait of young Willie and walks up to Jamie and he's like, Ian, he I thought you might want this. A picture of your kid. Yeah. And then just stares at him until Jamie admits. Yeah, Jamie is really just like, she, Ian is really like, hey, look, I wonder,
1: do you want this? Why would you want it? I wonder why you would want it. Staring at uh-huh. him, like, just say uh-huh. it.
0: Just say just- it just come on i already know she's a time traveler shit you've let (laughs) me into that circle just go ahead and tell me about my cousin and i want to be clear hold on a second they
1: didn't tell ian that claire was a time traveler he figured it out like this like willie Mm -hmm. ian has so far been let in on two major secrets and he figured them both out on his own take that myrta yeah advantages ian has over murta one he figured those secrets out on his own two not dead, dead yeah alive <laughs> oh we also get a Karen sighting in this episode which is really mm-hmm. it was a beautiful anyway um so we are pulling rubble and ian um makes jamie like admit it gives him uh eye daggers of the non-sexual variety to make him admit it's a, that which is a beautiful little scene it is
0: and you can just tell
1: from the moment he steps up to him he's like i'm he's just tell me uh, what I wonder and I know which it is in the book but um I wonder in the world of the show did Ian figure it out while Willie was there like falling into the turlet? remember and he had oh, leeches yeah. yeah yeah um or was it putting that memory together with finding the miniature in the
0: house I think probably finding the miniature was like he yeah. went well and oh, that's right
1: and that's great because that's like with more adult eyes Mm -hmm. you know you you look at something um you could have bought the bill of goods originally as a kid but now
0: you're putting the pieces together yes yeah
1: a a lot like when i realized that they didn't actually send the puppy i got for my birthday when i was five to a farm
0: i'm sorry i was in my 20s Mm. it took that long it only took a couple of months for me with our family cat when they told us that she died in her sleep and that was not the way she died Oh, they didn't tell me. I was fucking 30-something. I was like, come on, tell me the truth. Wait, you weren't a child? No. What the fuck? I didn't live there anymore. They just didn't want to tell me the gruesome truth of how Spanky died. (laughs) I don't really want to go into it either, but it was- I also don't want to go into it. She was old, and they just told me she passed away in her sleep. Not true. (laughs) My sister was like, ah, they're lying to you. (laughs) spanky yeah but spanky was the shit so r.i.p spanky cheers here's to spanky she was a um she lived by the sword she died by the sword i I once saw her stalk and bring down a bird three times her size wow she was a bitch
1: all right spanky Mm -hmm. um so amidst all this house burning down drama Mm -hmm. um, we've got some Brian roger stuff which we'll get to in a minute but before then Ah. oh we have to go back to the title card too oh yeah um and the cold open before then Let's get the bug baseline shit out of the bug way. shit out of the way, and then we'll come back. So here's my question. Yeah,
0: it's clear that this was the gold that jocasta stole. Just because we know Hector. where Hector, sorry, she was there, we we know that they worked for her. We have to believe that it had something to do with that gold. So did they great. work for
1: her? I don't think they did. I think that Arch Bug didn't is, we see them at their house? No, because he said every time we went to River Run. Oh, okay. Um, Arch, I don't think is an Ardsmuir man. Okay. But it's because he would have been more loyal to Jamie if he was. I, I'll have to consult. Maybe we'll take a little break halfway through the episode and I'll refresh myself.
0: But the the whole backstory on yes. what he had to do with it or his wife had to do with it was very muddy. Yes. And it was kind of difficult to follow. And Let's I, do it this way. Julie, you tell me, okay. based
1: on this episode and what you remember of previous mentions, Yeah, your understanding of this storyline
0: Okay, so there was a crate of gold bars that were supposed to come to Scotland to aid in the uh, BPD. King, BPD's war, like yes. b- support him, and it was a lot of money. And they never got it. It washed up on shore. It was I, delivered, but it was too late. I didn't, thank you. I didn't know who was there, except it seems like maybe Hector, Jocasta's husband, was part of that. Yes.
1: Which we get in, in the previously on, we get a shot of the um carriage being stopped while they're trying to flee that's Scotland. right because it's
0: underneath the carriage i
1: remember yes that. and hector valued the gold more than his daughters um so both of D- jo- jocasta's daughters were murdered in front of her when that carriage was stopped mm-hmm. and that's like the great tragedy of jocasta's life um which uh is part of why her Relationship with her husband is very obviously something that was I- extremely fraught. Mm-hmm. um He's dead by this time, though. He, right yeah. long since dead. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. dead when they show up. That's right.
0: right? Um, so, th- but so I know that's where the gold came yes. from. And, I and then helped he them build a fucking plantation. plantation. That's he got it. Hector got his share. Maybe other shares is what I'm kind of picking up from this. Is that maybe he took more than he was supposed to, or something? And then they got it to America where they built River Run, a plantation, and that's where they have their vast wealth from, is this gold that they stole that was supposed to go to this thing. Somehow Mr. Bug was privy to the knowledge about this gold and figured out sussed it out on his own where it was and was trying to steal some back there was some split somewhere and that part was what was unclear okay i can break down what they said
1: in the show i need to refresh myself on what they said in the book and maybe we'll take a little break at some point and i'll do that if not we'll touch on it either in the in in the books episode or next week Mm -hmm. um but uh so when the frenchman's gold showed up which if you'll recall is we've been hearing about the Frenchman's gold since a long time season two, mm-hmm. because that's why Jamie took his little swim, mm-hmm. right? As he was looking for the Frenchman's gold on the Island where the bud jewels eventually yes. were found. But jewels. Ooh. Um, so he, <laughs> it will never not be funny to me. I'll just keep doing it. <laughs> I'm excited about Dick knife. Um. so, uh, We've been hearing about it for a long time. A long time. Uh, And it was not, the legend is that it was delivered, but um, was too late to make a difference. So the members of the clans that showed up to retrieve it, who were a part of the rising, um,
0: it was scattered
1: and lost, right? Like separated it so that it wouldn't be an easy target or whatever. Um, What we are told in this episode, in that um, well delivered, uh, but frustratingly- Unclear. Yes, and like two-exposition-heavy, but also not actually clarifying. Yeah, Um, is that the three men who were there were Dougal McKenzie, Mm -hmm. Hector Cameron, Mm -hmm. and Archbug, who was there on behalf of Grant. So it was three clans, the McKenzie clan, the Cameron clan, and the Grants. And what the Grants did with their money was used it for the betterment of the clan. So presumably... Windows into the grand equivalent of the big house, yeah. right? In um, Scotland, right? Fed people, and like, yeah. and in that at that time, money of any kind would have been hugely significant because you remember, like, it's Claire the end te- of telling Jenny to plant potatoes, and it's yeah. the end
0: of their way of life, and they yes. got to start all and over again. They're right? under so the British heel, and it's um, a step a up. lot of
1: men had died, and it's a yes, definite, yes, it would like, be legacy
0: admission, yes, totally
1: <laughs> hugely significant, um, for that clan. Um, so what this version of arch at least is furious about is his share of the gold that he delivered back to the head of his clan was used for the people of scotland hector cameron took his share of the gold fled across the ocean and built a plantation um which they do not say explicitly but read to me in the way this episode was written, that he built a plantation, which was built on this gold and the blood of slaves, mm-hmm. like and, and like,
0: cause aren't the bugs Quakers or something? Isn't there? No, no but no. but still, bad news, and he's right.
1: And it would be, um, it is, it is not a stretch for me to imagine that a lot of the characters in this story would be deeply opposed to slavery, um, because of their Their experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, that was not said explicitly, but that was how I read it was that this, they used this gold for not, not only a purpose that was selfish, but also deeply evil. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was not for the betterment of Scotland and was used to presumably purchase many, many enslaved people, people who were Wrongly taken from the place that they called home, treated like animals, and then forced into, um, slave labor for presumably the rest of their natural lives. Mr.
0: Bug is right. Yes, absolutely.
1: So, that is what he is mad about, um...
0: Is that well handled in the show? I don't really think so. It was unclear. Yes. I do like that he tries to get it back. I do like that he's been going there and just going in to, and I also love that this petty motherfucker has it buried with him. Hector. Hector, yeah. That shit is
1: hilarious. Yeah, it's, I th- and I think that has already been established. I think Jamie also figured that out.
0: So every time Mr. Bug comes over, hi, Jocasta, tri-corner hat bow, how are you? I'm just gonna go take a stroll around the ground. <laughs> Pocket. Totally. Every
1: single time. I love it. Yeah. So... They've been, presumably been hiding it all kinds of places. But there was one in Mrs. Bug's sewing bag. Just because she liked to have it for surety. right? She, just, she used it as a, what to do you call it? The, to spin the yarn yeah. around. <laughs> so, um, so that is the bar that was found. Um, Jamie is furious. And this is something I've got mixed feelings about.
0: Why is he so mad about it?
1: exactly when it happened i was like this doesn't make any sense i could understand it. i mean he is essentially grave robbing mm-hmm. um when he's taking this gold like that's pretty weird um and also keeping it secret and also as becomes clear later putting his family in danger by
0: having the gold in the house that's none true. none of those things is made explicit though he's it's just not. mad I do think that having it there is probably what made him mad, but it was not clear. Yes. Then later in the episode, Jamie is like, why
1: did that matter so much to me? And I really liked that. And it, it's weird because it made the beginning of the episode so imbalanced, but both Jamie and Ian are like, why did I react that way? Why did this matter? Now this woman is dead. Why was I so upset about this gold? I don't care about this fucking gold. And Ian is like, why on earth did I shoot her? Th- why did I shoot her? She, the, her shot barely grazed Jamie. I didn't need to kill this woman, and I didn't mean to kill her because I didn't know who it was. Like why? So I think that's interesting, especially as a potential setup for further character exploration mm-hmm. for both of them. Um, like,
0: why am I killing all these people?
1: Like, why? Why do I gotta kill somebody? Why is my reaction so confrontational? Right. Um,
0: why am I a stone-cold killer?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and it is too late for Jamie. But yeah, maybe you know Ian, what? Maybe Ian can. I mean, can
0: Ian has killed a lot of folks. Do some work. He has, but not as many as Jamie has. Well, he's younger. That's right. He's got time. What did we decide to call him? The Scottish John Wick, right? Yeah, because well, of the then dog. somebody
1: in the crowd cast suggested Scottish Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Scottish John Wick because of the dog. Because of the dog.
0: Because, mm. because Mr. Bug comes at him on that dog. That's where the John Wick thing came oh, from. Oh, God, yeah. that's right. That scene. Okay, all right. So Mrs. Bug comes back. After there's been the confrontation mm. with Mr. Bug. Yeah. So uh,
1: Jamie at the end is like, listen, take this bar of gold. Get the fuck out of my house. I know it's not really a house anymore. I don't care. Listen to me. Go away. You're going to get off my smoldering ruins and you are going to leave with your bar of gold, but not the rest of it because fuck you. Take your wife. Go. Um, weird reaction. I think. Yeah, but fine. He's like confrontational. Great. Off I go. They have this brief, but really solid little scene where Mrs. Bug is like, what? He's like, well, He's telling us to go. She's like, good. We've been scrubbing their floors and keeping their secrets. And it's time for us to have live our own life. Great. Would have been a great exit. Instead. And I get it. I get it. More gold is better than one bar of gold. Yes. If what you want is gold. But also. Just, just, just go. go. Just go. Listen, you know these
0: people have. They're killers. They're stone cold killers. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. You've seen it. You've helped bury the bodies you have literally
1: helped bury the bodies you
0: know this so why so why um, well and it's interesting that she comes back and he doesn't and she's wearing his clothes we talked about that a little bit she's wearing her husband's jacket and tricorner hat and i don't know if it's to fool people just generally speaking like a woman alone walking at night or whatever but she comes back and tries to get it and ian kills her yeah it's um it's also like ian white you are so good with that bow and arrow. I know you can shoot her in the thigh. Yeah. And that's going to drop her to the ground without killing her. Or the arm. Yeah. You don't have to put it straight through the middle of her chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a lethal shot. Yeah, yeah.
1: And granted, as we'll as will become very clear momentarily, uh, Archbug is a dangerous man. Yeah. Um, so while I agree, Ian, you didn't need to kill, quote unquote, him because that's who you thought you were killing. Um. It's you could you could sort of get it mm-hmm. like he's a dangerous they don't, man.
0: Yeah, they don't know that yet though. They're about to find out though. Yeah. So the funeral happens. Oh, they do
1: know that though. I mean, first of all, I think they all just assume that every Scottish man is a fucking stone killer. cold killer, mm-hmm. um, or at least every Highlander mm-hmm. is a stone cold killer because um, they are. Yeah, and they have. It's a Scottish thing. It is. <laughs> they had to. They were backed into a corner. It's, many corners. Yeah. So many corners. Endless corners. Um. Also, I wonder where Dougal's gold is? Do you think he blew it all on hookers and blow?
0: Yes. <laughs> no question. He's the Sonny Corleone of this story. That gold's long gone. <laughs> Nothing but haggis and whiskey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and hookers. And hookers. He probably yeah. bought Jacasta some, not Jacasta. he probably bought uh, Gayla some nice shit, a monkey vest. Oh she did have some nice clothes
1: <laughs> i don't know it's so basically what you're saying is and we'll get to this like brianna making matches eventually burned down the house that she went back to prevent from burning but by making it burn at a different time save pre- their lives saved their lives like that little time loop Dougal getting the gold the then used to buy Galus the clothes which then gayless used to fuck up
0: time with claire which then made a th- blah, 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 blah. it's a lot time travel is so stupid it's very confusing it's dumb so they ian accidentally kills mrs bug jamie and ian are both freaked the fuck out great little death
1: scene ian yeah. is immediately distraught and yeah. john bell so good yep I mean, it's only a handful of scenes, but he's great in all of them. He's very good in this episode. Yes, he's very, very good.
0: So then we go to the funeral, and it's um, a sad funeral on the Ridge Affair. We've seen this many times. But this time, Mr. Bug weirdly, like, asks. He shows up. First of all, he's not supposed to be there. But he's like, hey, uh, that's my wife. I'm coming. And Jamie's like, of course. Of course you are. Yes, of course. Because this is, we, at this point, have also had the scene where Jamie is like, why
1: did I react that way? Why did I do and Ian is like, why did I do that? And Claire comforts them both. Um, and there's nothing we can do about it now. we got to just on. bury this woman and yeah. we're going to bury her. And then there's also that nice little chat about um, where Lizzie, with her her heart big enough for two husbands, <laughs> <laughs> says, well, now Malva isn't guarding the cemetery anymore. Now it's Mrs. Bug and she can go to heaven, which is great because a lot of other people would have been like, she's a witch yes yeah um no malva uh lizzie malva she's like even though they were competing right sort malva, of Malva.
0: now you get to rest goodbye
1: yes um, now mrs bug
0: is on also, the caper <laughs> also a good
1: episode for caitlin orion lots mm-hmm. of good scenes for
0: supporting players in this episode yes um so so why does mr bug ask her to sing like that kind of comes out of nowhere is there something in the book that would like Explain his request. Not that I remember. I don't think that happens in the book. I think he just shows up at the funeral. Um Is he kind is he kinda of trying to like rub their rub their mistake at like you asked? That is
1: certainly what the acting communicated to me. Yeah. Is he make it's like he's making them play a more active role in the funeral of the woman he considers to have been murdered. Yes. By someone in their family. Mm-hmm. Who and then they were also their servants, you know, and mm-hmm. like We don't do a lot of... Outlander isn't super into the exploration Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the people who are doing the cooking and cleaning, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we don't actually see that. Um,
0: The like, household Uh, servants... uh, 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 We know who it is. Marsley. (laughs) Oh, yeah, obviously. She's gone. Everybody on the ridge is fucking starving. (laughs) They're like all I want is some tack bread. Where's Marcy? No one is. No one is
1: baking. No one is distilling whiskey. No one is
0: killing a hog and dressing it perfectly. And
1: no one is killing a rapist and then whispering, "You killed my, my ma- mom, or you hurt my mom."
0: Um, please, Marcy, come back to the ridge. We're foundering. Yep. Lauren Lyle, come back. We miss you. Um, the house burned down. Did you hear, Marcy? We really need your help.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I'm taking care of like ten children plus my husband, who's also a child. Mm. Um, Yeah, right. Um, and And I'm solving crimes. That's right. As Karen Peeley, listen to Girls Just Want to all Crime, a podcast from Podlander Presents. presents.
0: Um, so Mrs. Bug's funeral is sad and somber. And Claire is singing Ave, Ave Maria. Maria. Schubert's Ave Maria, written in 1825. Which we found out afterwards, which is awesome. Yeah, so it's a great little touch. She does kind of, as I said, boogie-woogie bugle boy that. But it does. It does make sense because it's in Latin. So at and least the... it does have kind of that like, liturgical or Catholic quality to it that kind of like elides anybody being like where does that come from
1: well and then my favorite part was at the very end of the the funeral procession we see a young man go well i must write this down oh my god was it baby schubert (laughs) (laughs) i think this is a marvelous tune oh my god i went scottish there this is a marvelous tune
0: (laughs) mm, whatever Uh, Schubert, baby Schubert just happened to be on the Ridge. Yep. Good job, baby Schubert. Yep. So Mrs. bug is married, uh, is buried. And Mr. Bug is real pissed. And does the showdown with Ian happen right there? Pretty much.
1: I mean, there's, there seems to be a break of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamie does death be not proud. Mm -hmm. Um, which is fine. It's one of his go-to monologues. Mm -hmm. Um, he use he doesn't use it for comedies. Obviously he only uses it for (laughs) dramatic auditions, but it comes in (laughs) right under a minute. It's perfect. Um, so Ian walks up to Mr. Bug and says, I killed your wife, which again, Mr. Bug probably already knows, maybe not, but he would figure it out eventually. Um, I swear an oath to you, a life for a life, and he pulls out his knife. Um, Jamie does not go, the fuck you say, which I take um, issue with, yeah. but he and Claire, for some reason, are both like, yeah, okay, go for it. seems you. reasonable. Um, sure. Later <laughs> <Why> in. <not? laughs> um, we've only saved your life nine million times, but- You've saved ours nine million times, so let's just say it's even, and you go ahead and you die if you want to. Um, But Mr.
0: Bug is like, no. Too easy. Yeah. Then this actor who really kind of gave me the creepy dude from uh, Poltergeist vibes. Like he was like a haunted spirit that was coming for me, right? So Arch is played
1: by Hugh Ross. All right, Uh, Hugh Ross.
0: Mrs. Bug is played by Sarah Collier. Sarah Collier, excellent job. Hugh Ross, you terrify me.
1: Hugh Ross, Dorian Gray, Patriot Games. He's a barrister in Patriot Games. He's man in Train Spotting um he played robert and married to a pedophile a tv Ooh.
0: movie <laughs> sounds terrible um
1: anyway he's a he's a he's a workman he's been working a long time um and he is fucking nightmare fuel really scary listen it's a strange pivot and in the books meh, it's um you follow it because you're like seeing immersed. a lot of this mm-hmm. through eyes of Claire and other characters right um so it sort of tracks um but I was concerned about making this pivot uh because he is speaking of Scottish Terminators um he, this is the sky Scot- <laughs> I was supposed to say the Scottish Liam Neeson <laughs> <laughs> no grandpa's revenge part two <laughs> grandpa's revenge part yeah. three grandpa's <laughs> grudge was grandpa's grudge. grudge
0: that's right grandpa's grudge part one <laughs> um so grandas grudge grandas grudge well his grudge is like some creepy ass girl coming out of a well shit because (laughs) it's
1: terrifying um no that's too easy your dog what about your dog can i kill your dog and ian rightly is like fuck you he he didn't kill your wife i killed your wife and then archbug says you won't even let me kill a flea-ridden mongrel take it back
0: yeah rude
1: don't insult rollo you know what he's killed as many men as you have (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) Don't go to sleep, archbug, yeah, <laughs> you'll wake up with dog breath in your face, yep um uh so I'll Ian's like, you'll no. see me
1: when you, you'll see me again when you have something worth taking,
0: <gasps> which means he's gonna stalk his ass and follow him it is it is genuinely
1: terrifying, yeah honestly, it's real it is as scary as <laughs> as Jamie's fucking <laughs> Lionel Browntown murder reveal. <laughs> Like, it's very... Yeah, like...
0: In the corner. He is half a shade. Just
1: with acting. Like, that guy... I wonder when they auditioned that guy, if they were like, listen, you're not going to have anything to do for two seasons, but then we need you to be
0: as terrifying as possible. But what then you, you get? get this scene. Yeah, yeah I know it's only five lines, but please read them deeply.
1: What, yeah, please. Would you scare the piss out of us for a couple minutes? He's like, sure, no problem. can do. <laughs> and then he just... um. <sighs> scared the piss out of everybody it's a great little scene and then goodbye archbug yeah for now for now so jamie then is like hmm what should i do my plaid Knee, nephew who's like a son to me has been threatened
0: he's in trouble revolutionary tiny, war tiny
1: portrait of illegitimate son who doesn't know i'm his father but is fighting with the redcoats return to me
0: draft possible. Mm, possible ian possible me possible mm,
1: mm, i think maybe it's this getting is a little a hot time. over here claire <laughs> get out your acupuncture puncture kit because we've got to get on a we're fucking hitting boat. that ocean <laughs> claire's like oh mm, uh, uh, really um here's a thing that they didn't include from the ba- um do you remember when they found jamie's grave at culloden right uh no it's in a
0: cemetery no i don't remember god
1: maybe they didn't do it in the show no they must have
0: they had to have
1: uh claire has at least in the books again brain fuzzy outlander blah but at least in the books claire has seen jamie's headstone Mm -hmm. um in the books it is revealed (laughs) well no now i'm worried that this is no they're not doing this plot point it doesn't matter um in the books it is revealed that frank put that headstone there um yeah which is all fr it's weird um but for real claire (laughs) is terrified that if jamie goes back to scotland he'll die because he's buried there ah okay yeah um so they didn't do that here she just doesn't want to leave because who wants to go on a fucking boat and also sea sea voyages are perilous yes and long they have to build a whole nother fucking house yeah. and those windows aren't going to install themselves. No. Um, maybe they're just hoping they're going to come back and to Lally Brock and Jenny's going to be like, sweet, come on. You know, oh, I meant in they're going to come back to Fraser's Ridge whenever they come back to Fraser's Ridge and the, all of the, Kezi and, and the Fisher folk will have been like,
0: hey, <laughs> let's man. rebuild it. Like it we was, build, if we build, build it, house. they will come.
1: We built, we, we gathered all of the white rocks to make the concrete like perimeter of your house. We spent all the money that we would have spent for food on windows. Now we're all going to die. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but look at this house we but rebuilt you. for you. <laughs> oh,
1: thanks. And they just walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot. They decide they're going to leave. They're headed out. of t- Oh, Lizzie. Oh, my God. This scene. Lizzie and uh, Josiah mm-hmm. show up. And are like, mistress, we brought you some clothes. I think parsnip stew. Parsnip soup bed. and clothes
0: because clothes. all of her clothes. She was laundering her clothes because they all smell like smoke.
1: Yes. So let's briefly talk about the costuming in this episode because it is ah. off the charts good, I think.
0: I was wondering whether or not the similar color palette with the teals and browns and uh, colors that all kind of matched each other. It was very visually arresting and we were meant to notice it. And I wonder whether or not that color of teal or whatever it is, is some kind of natural dye that was easy to find. Mm. Right. Because when you hear like historical uh, costumers talk about dyeing fabrics, one of the things they talk about the color of royalty is purple because it was really hard to make that dye, the indigo dye. Mm. But this teal dye looks, maybe it comes from some plant that grows a lot there. Cause it just feels like there's something where they all look, Very similar. Yes. Yeah. That was interesting to me. And it was weird because it also kind of ties in with the Fraser tartan. Like it that light blue and the teal kind of touch each other Mm -hmm. and the brown. Anyway, it was very pretty. Also... It's the
1: color of the beautiful parlor in the big house. You remember, like, yes. those big glossy walls? And, and that- it's
0: the color that Brie is wearing that sweater yes. later, that yep. teal. Yeah. Okay. So, teal figures prominently in yeah. episode three.
1: Um, there's a really great shot. It's during the funeral when you can see. Um, it's like a diagonal across it's Jamie Claire Lizzie and Jamie's lapels are that color and then Claire's shirt is that color which is Lizzie's shirt and then Lizzie's I don't know if it's her skirt or her bodice or something but something lower so you see this sort of like slash of color that unites all of them it's very cool um but Claire's clothes the entire episode
0: it don't is look very right. obvious that she is mm-hmm.
1: wearing somebody else's clothes, which is
0: such a nice touch. It's really nice. It's it's an incredible touch. I've known somebody who lost their home in a fire, and it it is such a smart touch because yeah. clothes are the thing that people give them. They get a whole bunch of clothes right away because if all your clothes are gone, you need clothes. Here you go. Take some clothes and then always wearing those clothes. It doesn't look like their clothes, and it also feels uncomfortable because they know that it's not their clothes. I don't know. It's really cool, and what a smart smart choice by the director, by the costuming Yeah, Yeah.
1: Since you brought that up, I think part of the reason that the f- fire at the big house scenes affected me the way it did is w- we were very lucky. I know I've talked about this on the pod at some point, but we were very lucky. Tom and I were very lucky. Um, during the... <laughs> during the pandemic the like near the beginning of the pandemic it would have been like June 2020 I think um our apartment building caught fire it was a very very serious fire and we were luckily our apartment was untouched um (laughs) except for apparently water pooled under the floor later causing the apartment to begin to sink at which point we had to also there were bugs everywhere so it, it it sucked eventually but in a much less damaging way but standing on the sidewalk watching the building that had all of our worldly goods in it and you know we're not rich Mm -hmm. Um, so
0: maybe that was part of your it oh yeah no that's what
1: i'm saying Mm -hmm. it like it was very the memory was more visceral to me than i expected like there were a lot of shots of them all watching the blaze Mm -hmm. and it looked hot. And that's how it felt. Julie walked down to stand with us in the street and we were pretty far away and you could still feel I mean it was hot anyway, but you could feel it because it was I mean, it was a, it very, was a very intense fire. fire.
0: Neil and Neil is the one that saw it first and called you guys right as you were getting the um notice to leave because Neil saw it from the other side of the train tracks and he's like, Shit, I think that's Tom and Allison's building because the flames were so high on that corner. Yep. And it was it was very intense. It was yeah. like a double fire truck in Chicago. That's a big deal when you get two of the big fire trucks. Yeah, yeah. It was intense. They used the ladders.
1: It was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really. Um, and someone did die. Yeah. Um, I ha- well, and also this is part of why the so thing maybe hit me so hard. One of my more, vi- uh, some of my more visceral memories from that day, were, first of all, we went to put the cat in her care. Like Tom, no smoke smoke alarms went off in the whole building, as far as I know, certainly ours didn't, um, somebody came up and rang all the bells outside, on the outside of the building, saying your apartment's on, your building's on fire, you have to get out, was ringing all of the bells, Tom was like, what the fuck, and he went out the back door to look, and he raced back in and said, we have to go, and I was like, okay, (laughs) I have a go bag for this reason, grabbing my go bag, grab your medication, I grabbed my medication, I grabbed my computer bag, and then I picked up the cat to put her in her cat carrier, and the door of the cat carrier was broken. I couldn't get it to close, and it was so terrifying. And in a moment of what feels like real brilliance to me, I just picked her up and ran, right? Like, we just ran out. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and Tom's car was parked and across Tom the street. Tom was
1: parked across the street far enough that there was no chance that it was just going to go up. We would have had time to move it if that was going to happen. Um, so I just put the cat in the car and that was our cat carrier. But at first, before I thought of that, I was just carrying her around outside and she did so good, you guys. She, didn't she try was to get, a champ. She didn't try to get out of my arms. She didn't freak out. She didn't, I didn't like get cut up at all. She did great. Um, but one of the girls whose apartment was destroyed was walking around crying and just saying my cat my cat my cat over and over again and i didn't know like i just didn't know what to say um it
0: was uh did claire have a moment at all about Adso until later like she didn't really think about it at all right away like i'm sorry if I, fucking my apartment went up, I know it's not the big house and I know we don't live out in the woods or whatever, but the, if I still had Sophie indoor spec, that would be the first thing in my yeah. mind. I would just be like, where the fuck are my cats? I think
1: in this case-
0: It was a lot.
1: Well, and it was also, it was different in that it wasn't, you realize that your house is on fire. Also
0: indoor, outdoor cat. Maybe yes. the cat could have been outside. But
1: in, you know, in my circumstance, it was, oh my God, we have to go. What can I grab right now? Mm-hmm. I can grab- this bag that i know has like phone charger bottle of water change of clothes for both of us stuff that i just have i can grab my computer which is my entire livelihood because i was freelancing at the time um tom can grab his medication i can grab my medication and we can grab the cat and we can go and that's all i'm gonna be able to grab i mean i my my computer bag bag i think also at the time had my wallet and stuff in it because of critic stuff and whatever we also grabbed our ids we ran out the door um but in this case they ran out the door because wendigo donner was passing out while holding a match into a puddle of ether
0: that's right right so like oh we forgot to talk about the fucking action movie explosion yeah they got the full like getting (gasps) blown forward Honestly, it looked great. I, I was fine with it. And it was short enough to where it wasn't too cheesy.
1: Uh, I've had numerous people tell me we were super wrong about the fireflies. And I think that was correct. We were star. Yeah.
0: I was a little bit mad about I was a little salty about it. I mentioned it. That's true. I mean, well, but they were too still. And I was like starry-eyed
1: mm. by a lot of the other things that were going on. And also, it was pretty. But yeah, it did not look real.
0: Yeah. Anyway, they did get their John Woo slow-mo explosion. Boo. Boo. Yeah, it was great. Um, so... Cat comes back later, thank God. I have one other fire thing
1: I want yes to say. go on um it is m- like my uh very sincere sympathies to anyone who's had to experience that, especially if you actually lost your possessions, just being outside, watching our building burn, um, and in this circumstance, realizing that with all oh, this this is where I was going a second ago, that with all the stuff that I grabbed. One thing I didn't grab, because who would think of it, was masks. So like a lot of our neighbors, we were standing outside when we didn't know that outside was safe yet, Mm -hmm. really
0: like pre vaccine, pre everything. Yeah.
1: We were, we were still, if we were doing park hangs, sitting six feet away from each other, six feet apart in a big circle because they hadn't yet realized that outside was relatively safe. So we were all crammed out there and nobody thought to grab masks.
0: I did bring you a Miller light.
1: You did bring me a Miller light. Um, and Jenna Polkowski, um, stone cold babe, uh, friend of the show, frequent contributor, you know, her. you love her. Um, She's the best. Uh also lived she nearby at the time she went home and she came back with um with a baggie full of masks that she had made. Clutch. Yeah. Um, it was really like truly potentially life-saving. Um, so like you're a lifesaver, Jenna. No, but really. Um the thing that was truly great though, and I hope that Claire found something to laugh about like I did, is after hours, hours of standing outside six hours maybe it was like two in the morning um we went back inside when we were finally allowed inside we went back inside and my tv was still auto-playing murder she wrote. wrote which i was watching when tom said we had to get out and i of course didn't turn the tv off so we just ran, and I came back in, and Jessica <laughs> Fletcher was still solving crimes. Yes! <laughs> I like to think about, because the firefighters had to clear everybody's apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they had to go through and tell everyone they were free to go back inside. Um, so some firefighter walked into my apartment, and it was and like... saw a murder she wrote. A lady of taste. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whoever lives here has great taste. Okay. Oh. So, um... So the fire, like the costuming, it went all the way down through every level. Like when you saw Claire Claire, wearing somebody else's clothes, you could feel it. And sometimes it
1: would be especially cool because like the blouse of Lizzie's, eventually she started wearing it differently. Like she opened the collar and then it looked more like her, but still didn't look like her clothes. Mm -hmm. Really, really solid costuming. Also, Lizzie already pregnant again.
0: I mean, when you got two husbands at home, that's (laughs) like extra fucking
1: that is some extra fucking um and their little baby is walking it was very cute so mm-hmm. they have a tearful goodbye time to go they're headed out of town on their horses No all in sight what the fuck he's
0: somewhere he's he's off. gotta be there there's no way ian is without that dog
1: listen there the cgi bit. budget was pretty solid already they they uh, they spent a lot of money on that john woo moment um maybe they couldn't have taken that dog and made it look more like a wolf for more than that one distant shot he's somewhere he's he's around he's around he's taking a shit in the woods give
0: him a break julie but then you see them on the path out and me i have a thing in this courtyard of this building this back walkway of my building there is a cat that is an indoor outdoor cat oh, when terrifying I'm, when i'm working sometimes i can hear that cat want to get let in and it sounds like this meow, meow. and so i heard it immediately and i was like allison as i was in the woods <laughs>
1: Yeah, because uh, speaking of John Wick, if they had killed that cat, Mm-mm. I and would have
0: gone full John Wick. Allison and I were both agree. Why didn't she take him with her? Yeah,
1: you've got two. If you find your wee cheaty in the woods after him. a fire, you have two options, Claire. You either
0: take scoop him back that to the ridge up
1: and you bring him back to Lizzie, and you're like, "Take care of my cat, bye." Or you say, "All right, let me." You put got him a job now, bitch. Here we go. <laughs> yes, we're boarding a boat. Look, I saved you. Uh, kill these rats look i made a cat where there never was a cat that's a that's sunny and park with george joke for your nerves um so they uh she should have taken him
0: with her anyway very cute cat left to just hang out in the woods what the fuck i don't know it was rude and wrong just take the cat with you
1: just take the cat
0: hopefully adzo will find their way back to the ridge
1: and i you know no in the in a wilderness situation no judgment if you want to have an indoor outdoor cat no Mm -hmm. judgment. But y'all, take that cat with you. You take that cat with you. Anyway. And if, and if you're in a city, please don't have an
0: indoor-outdoor cat. You shouldn't. It's unless, dangerous. unless you have the working cats. Unless you're taking care of a feral colony that are, like, helping kill rats yes, and mice true, and stuff. Yes, true, true. But if you've got a p- pet cat, keep them indoors. Come on. Come on, people. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. it together. In the not, city. Anyway. In
1: a city, it's not safe. Mm-mm. It's not safe.
0: So, they leave, quote-unquote, leave for Scotland. Not true. We find that out in the little bonus, like what's next episode. Anyway, now on to Brian and Roger. Oh, so the cold open of this episode is a box being delivered to,
1: to Fiona's house, which is the Reverend Wakefield's old house. So this is Roger's old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, a place where if you listen really hard, you can hear the faint whisper of a tiny child saying,
0: can I have a basket?
1: Um, is
0: Fiona related to Mrs. Graham? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Fiona so she's still a Graham.
1: Granddaughter, grandniece, something like something that. Something like don't know. So still Mrs. Graham. Also, Spiritually um, Mrs. Graham. She's
0: a dick rock dancer. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if that's been outed on the show or not yet. So that's a it's minor Clear.
0: Spoiler, no, that shit travels in the blood.
1: And speaking of traveling in the blood... <laughs> turns out that there has been sitting in trust of some kind a box that has Jemmy's full name on it and it was only to be opened by him and it has been there for hundreds of years so family lore it's like well somebody's got to deliver this box weird it's weird this person doesn't exist yet and then they're like whoa hold on this No, this tiny child does not even have a birth certificate. What do you mean? Is this his full name? We skip over all of the
0: Amanda getting heart surgery... (laughs) yeah that's gone justice for joe Abernathy. we really thought that was gonna happen
1: i um the time jumps are not handled super well in this episode like lizzie all of a sudden being visibly pregnant when she wasn't during the funeral Mm -mm. confusing
0: lots of voiceovers covering them up yeah and it's -hmm.
1: unclear i don't mind a time jump and i don't need to have them spoon-fed to us either but it was confusing Mm -hmm. um but one such time jump is we don't see any of that stuff. We don't see. We hear that she's
0: okay. We hear that Mandy made it. Yes. We, yeah.
1: But we don't see any of the surgery things. We don't see Claire and Roger being like, um, don't mind our clothes. We were in a cult. Um, who oh, won- Brie and Roger. Brie and Roger, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who won the Battle of Culloden? We don't see any <laughs> who of Who won the Revolutionary War? <laughs> um, they wake up and all of a sudden it's, they, here's how they discover. Like Claire, they're walking from the Dick Rocks and they find themselves on a road. And the way that they know that something has gone terribly wrong with time is everybody is driving on the wrong side. Anyway, um, so we don't see any of that. They're in (laughs) Scotland. Roger is wearing just like normal person clothes. Bree is looking choice Mm -hmm. in a very beautiful little sweater. Um, She has two
0: really great sweater jackets in this episode. And
1: excellent bangs.
0: The bangs are good. I don't know if I like that wig though. There's something about it that... I liked it. I like the bangs. She looks cute. They look cute. And you can't really tell whether or not it's the seventies or the eighties, but it feels somewhere like in that time.
1: I could tell it was the eighties because clothes wise I in, mean. in the middle. Yes. Clothes wise. They're people of taste. They, they were not automatically wearing like puffy shoulders no. and, um, yeah, no shoulder pads in mm-hmm. sight. Um, I could tell that it was seven. The realtor. 80s.
0: The realtor was a super eighties. That's true.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I could tell it was the eighties because as I was sitting there, I was like, hmm, I'm hungry. What is this hunger like? I'm hungry like Like the wolf. (laughs) Um, Tusk! Uh, (laughs) That's seventies.
0: Tusk is an eighties? Is Tusk eighties? I can look it up. So um, they get this box. They get the box and it's filled with letters written by Jamie and Claire
1: uh yeah they open it they have to pry it open with a little knife of the non-dick variety mm-hmm. um tusk song by Fleetwood Mac 1979 you're right but you know so what close.
0: but that's what these costumes felt like it's like kind of 70s yeah. kind of 80s I don't know yeah so they uh open, open the these box and Open the box
1: and this is one of my favorite plot lines um from the uh from the books is this box of letters Which they decide they're going to ration. Um, But it allows them essentially, and it's great for TV, to communicate. It's one-sided communication, but to communicate through time. And Brianna and Roger can pace themselves so that they're opening the letters roughly at the time that Jamie and Claire would have been experiencing whatever they're talking about, right? They know how long they've been gone, so they can say like, oh, this is three months after we left. Let's read mm-hmm. this, right? Mm-hmm. So that way it really feels to them. And Sophie Skelton is good in the scene where they talk about this. She's obviously very um, affected by it. Um, it's like they're still alive. Yeah. They're definitely dead. No, I want to make it clear. So they are so very extremely dead. extremely dead. It would be a very different show. It, they, it's like 200 years. They're 100% they're, dead. They are dust. And it's lucky that it's pre-Google. Because I would not be able to resist being like, grave
0: claire beecham I randall fraser dude if somebody had given me that box and i knew what was inside and then we opened it up and I, it was proven and then i saw it i you could not stop me from sitting there and reading every single fucking letter from beginning to end right away i probably like, wouldn't be able to resist either. i could not i would want i have to impulse control them. problems i don't i don't <laughs> know if anybody knows that
1: i would want to ration them but i don't think i'd be able to
0: i couldn't it would be too addictive. It would be like if I all of a sudden tomorrow came in here and opened up this china cabinet and there was like a false wall and there were like five letters from my grandmother in there. No way I can like space them out. I'd be like, oh God, I got to read them all right now.
1: I think actually if I found like five letters then from you'd a read dead them right loved away. one. This no, I don't think so. I think that would be easier to ration ah, because it would be a limited number. Mm-hmm. So I'd read one and then I'd have these I would know I had four more times to have this experience, mm-hmm. and I want to savor it. So I would put them away and wait until I needed one. But As there opposed to this like, is a like a lot. There are like 60 letters in this box. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So they know that in there is all kinds of information, all kinds of things that happen to them, and you would be able to tell yourself, just one more, just one more, mm-hmm. just one more. There's
0: 60 letters in here. What are 10 going to do? Right. And then all of a sudden, you're almost done with the letters. Yeah. Buy Apple stock, that's what you're looking for. Please immediately somebody (laughs) put that in there.
1: It's um it's but it's really lovely and it's great that something that's so effective in the
0: books. Came through.
1: Yeah, and it's straight from the books. We are alive is the first thing they read. And that it the relief that they must feel knowing that like they came to do this very at least brie came to do this very specific thing
0: to stop them from burn, from
1: burning down the house and um speaking of 80s
0: they uh, and then she weirdly created matches which is yes. what burned the house down One but of my favorite parts Roger of the episode figured it out
1: richard rankin <laughs> it's is, good you richard rankin is so good in that scene where you have you see roger's like brain kind of explode and he has With this, time like, big time <laughs> travel moment where he's like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Okay, so first of all, we changed history. We definitely, because t- that's been an open question. How much can you change history? This time, definitely changed history, we think. Um, because the house
0: was supposed to burn down, like, months later. Yes,
1: later. Well, you're
0: undetermined because they oh, can't Oh, out. That. Yeah. But in January, this was in April, so it yes. was at least eight so months So wrong later. month.
1: Right. And... And it hadn't burned down yet, so either they had already prevented it, or the house was going to burn down in January. And if it did, maybe they would be inside. And they and would. And you own. know what? If they had been anywhere else in this house, when like if, for example, if it had been later in the day and Claire and Jamie had been sleeping, mm, let's assume that Jamie got drunk and is like passed out unconscious because there is no way that the scottish terminator wouldn't wake up at the sound of breaking glass in his home for whatever reason let's sure. pretend they they don't wake up they weren't right by the door to the
0: dog yes. run between and, the house and they're
1: searching for the jewels and all of this happens in the house goes up they 100% would have died mm-hmm. that that fire went up so fast very fast
0: it's all that fresh
1: all that fresh, fresh timber. timber baby
0: also all that fucking ether all those oh, yeah. fucking 20 jars in there she just had to keep you know I, just in case just in case. just i don't know i don't know don't you don't know me you don't you know what back off
1: <laughs> well in every with every window that burst oxygen just raced in
0: Mm-hmm. that's what you get that's what you get with all those fucking windows, windows. um so roger has that moment where he's like oh we did it (laughs) okay so we we changed their lives
1: but it's your fault that the house burned down (laughs) it's like fuck Fuck
0: you (laughs) you. no it's not (laughs) fuck off anything could have started that place he's like no 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 but it wasn't anything it was your match she specifically says it was mother's ether (laughs) Try to throw ether out of the bus again i'm gonna come back as ether like hey guys don't worry about it just down here just waiting for claire to come back you know don't worry just hanging it's out it's me i'm just here to ruin your life again <laughs> um so so brianna's
1: like no no it was not me and he's like no but it was and it's honestly it's really funny his reaction is like no 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 you burned down your parents house and she cannot understand why he finds that so exciting um he said because Because now the fire
0: that killed him can't happen. The house can't burn down twice. It can't
1: burn down twice. It's already gone, and they're safe. And they're alive. Congrats, way to go. You should make
0: more matches all the time. Also, why didn't you build a fire (laughs) truck? You couldn't get on a sprinkler system, fucking some kind of irrigation, a hose. Lord, girl, just a hose.
1: Brianna, what the
0: fuck? Like, how hard is that? So, um,
1: so yeah, it's a very funny scene. They. Read the first letter, and Claire and Jamie both narrated, and Jamie has a little thing where he says, first, um, I don't know how time, I don't think God cares very much about time, so I want you to pray for our safe journey, even though it will have long since passed. (laughs) Time travel. (laughs) Uh, But also, turns out, I have come into some property from an Italian gentleman, (laughs) wink. Wink. Nudge wink. nudge. I have hidden it in a secret spot. Jem knows the place, wink. Tell him the Spaniard guards it. Mmm. That so if you ever need some property from an Italian, <laughs> ask Jem where the Spaniard is. Peace. Also <laughs> when they um. <laughs> When they first opened the box, Roger's like, a musket bowl. And um uh, that is what they do with the
0: gold. They make solid gold musket balls and then cover them up with some kind of like lead powder something or something. To, to
1: disguise them. Yeah.
0: And then put them in a box and bury them in a cave by the Spaniard's skeleton. Then that was Jamie and Jem's cute little yeah, so granddad thing. Uh,
1: Jamie and Jem were out wandering in the woods and they by the found ridge. this cave. And, and
0: they're like, shh, don't tell grandma. It's our little secret. <laughs> um why do you think ja- jamie obviously wanted to have that moment with his grandson like i get it but also do you think that jamie was like nobody needs to know about this cave in case i need to know about this cave like bonnet part two like do i need uh, to hide because i kill so many motherfuckers
1: honestly that's a good point or anyone might need to hide.
0: Mm-hmm. So, shh, Jimmy. Shh. Isn't it fun? Oh my God! Skeleton almost died. Look at this. Ah ha ha! Granddad, love you. Don't talk.
1: <laughs> it's very cute in the moment. Like mm-hmm. every grandson needs to have a secret with his granda. Mm-hmm. But also, also, that's a really good
0: point. Mm, Scottish Terminator C- caves
1: have come in handy for me in the past. <laughs> I'm gonna need to hold I'm on to need this one. cave. Um, so he hides <laughs> the gold there. So
0: now, Bree and Roger, like, we don't need to know.
1: We don't. Know. no 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 we don't need that we're fine we're
0: fine we're fine mandy's fine jimmy's fine we're good we're fine we don't need that what inspires them to go to Lallybrock?
1: oh Bree just says she wants him to see it
0: oh i want let's go see the ancestral home yes Mm
1: -hmm. um so they get in their
0: sweet ass car is it a sub is it a renault Uh, what the fuck is that car it is cute it's blue it is blue what does that mean
1: well, it's all like blue teal through the whole. Oh, that's yeah. right, that's right.
0: And this is when she's wearing the sweet striped. Yeah. Number. Oh, it's oh, good. God, this these are my clothes. Roger's coat too. That was like really that that looked like you. Mm-hmm. Roger's coat. I was like, that's a Julie it's coat fucking too. Fucking late seventies. That's my jam. Solid. So they
1: um go to lollybrock
0: It's all boarded up. It's, it's all boarded sad. up. It's empty. Oh, they, ancestral home. They
1: bust down one of it looks like most of them the windows are covered with metal but one of them is boarded up and roger boards it and some <laughs> and pigeons, two fall pigeons out. are like
0: thank fucking god we've been in there for 10 fucking years i had to eat 10 of my children like, <laughs> <laughs> they did fly out like that though oh, like, oh, oh, oh god thank you <laughs> never
1: thought i'd be so happy to see the sunlight it hurts my eyes <laughs> But I'm so glad you see Thank it. God. And then it, <laughs> it deuces Lollybrock and then it flew directly into a tree and died. Um.
0: <laughs> and uh, somewhere a raven went. Ca, ca. Oh my god! We didn't <laughs> talk about the raven. No, you know what? I was gonna let it go because no, it made us so mad. We'll come back. We'll come back to that at the end. We'll okay. Um. So they bust open Lollybrock and they're having sad moments. She's sad. She's like, "Oh, my family, my ancestors lived here. Like this is such a ble- I just wanted you to see it." And then all of a sudden. They decide to leave. They've seen what they wanted to see, and another like choice '80s car pulls up behind them. And out comes what's her name from the, like, Annette Benning from "Today is the day I yeah. sell this house." I will sell this house today. I will sell. sell this house today. So she gets
1: out, and they're like, "Oh God, we gotta go. We gotta go." Um, sorry, we're just leaving. But I'm not
0: trespassing she's like well are you interested and in, they're like what what in what and she goes oh shit and she reaches over and pulls up the largest for sale sign i've ever seen and brushes some ivy off of it so obviously Lally Brock's been kind of weirdly on the market for a while it even says like um what's the word when it's in foreclosure or whatever it says something like that it's very specific on, yeah. the, on the board i mean it is what you might
1: call a fixer-upper uh
0: duh the most
1: recent tenants were cannibal pigeons but so. you know what it's
0: got Great bones.
1: Great bones. And a lot of windows. Great bones. And a priest hole. Um <laughs> so uh Bree and Roger are like Mah. Um, so spoiler Bree and Roger. they're gonna buy,
0: buy Lally Brack and
1: redo it. And they get as someone put it in the crowdcast this week, um, the best HG TV show ever. Yeah.
0: hmm Flip my brach. <laughs> Flip my brach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, allison the Raven.
1: Go. Quoth Allison about the Raven. Never fucking again.
0: <laughs> I don't understand. It's Outlander. Um, There'll be a scene of such. Skill. Incredible acting. Interest.
1: Good writing. And, and um, characters with a lot of emotional richness because we've spent so much time with right. them. And the books are so long. So the actors have a lot of source material. And, and then
0: at a funeral. It will cut to a raven going, and you'll be like, why? Why Why did you do that? I'm right here. Why? I just watched it. Why did you do that? Or like, this calls back to me, always shit like this calls back to the falling Virgin Mary statue, which is
1: just like, and you know and for anybody who is thinking like 3 out of 5 you don't like the show we get it.
0: No, here's we what love I will this say. Show. We
1: love the show and Faith is one of the best episodes of this TV show. But there is a reason that that moment sticks out. It's because that is an incredible episode of television with one shot that's so bad that years later we reference it every time the show something does, this. does something does something like way too heavy-handed. Come Oh my Fuck god. Off! Fuck that Raven. <laughs> Fuck um off! I
0: I just <laughs> Fuck off! I'm gonna do that every time something like this happens again. <laughs> her. You're gonna hear it. You heard it here first. You'll hear it again.
1: You'll hear oh it again. Oh my
0: god. It's gonna be like a tattered
1: American flag waving. Oh my proudly, god. Right? Oh
0: my god, when it's only got like 12 stars or whatever. Oh, yep. oh, it's broken, it's never gonna get together, and then a bird's gonna fly past <laughs> so I'm like Fuck <laughs> This episode was kind of like um, other than I, to me other than the house burning. It was not very active. yeah there was a lot of um, hot, um, pests. C- hot pests and consideration and thinking about the past or the way things had yeah. been set up, so it did feel a little bit like a place like let's move forward. It was good, but it did feel a little bit more like, okay, let's get everybody yes. together, gather <laughs> gather the clan and move on I was really into
1: it but it absolutely is um a pretty low stakes episode after the fire yeah the fire was once archbug has made his threat things get considerably mellow yeah um but in a really good way and honestly lots of great little moments like for example they're discussing their trip to scotland and jamie is like well i don't know what your ma's gonna make of you young man and ian says john bell god bless you amazing line reading he says I'm not that much taller, am I?
0: God, I love you. Uh you're so funny.
1: It was per- it was a perfect mm. line reading. Mm-hmm. It was really, really funny. Um there's a is,
0: weird discussion between Jamie and Claire I, about what, what they want to do. What they wanna do when they're dead. I wrote down
1: first of all I wrote down Raven <laughs> <laughs> <For now! laughs> Um, but then I wrote down Dinafash because Claire does a thing that everybody should do eventually if you are in... How would you like your death to be yes, handled? Wh-
0: how, what do you want f- Please from Please be your death? a responsible adult and give me the information that I need to make sure that it all goes smoothly and it's not some fucking shit show. And
1: and we're respecting your wishes. Exactly. What do you want? And Jamie's response is, oh, there's absolutely no way I'm going to die in a way you could bury me. I'm going to drown. No, I'm or I'm going to rot on some fucking... Or I'm going to rot
0: on a battlefield, battlefield. So don't even worry, don't even about, worry about it. it. I prefer to like lay me out and let the crows eat me. So are you, is Jamie now announcing that he is a Zoroastrian and believes in air burial? (laughs) Have you ever heard of air burial? No. This shit is fascinating. Okay, tell me. The only reason I know this is because Freddie Mercury, his family was Zoroastrian. One of their beliefs is when you die, you get your body put into like kind of a weird like cage on a cliff and birds eat you air burial wow yeah dude so jamie's like fuck it i'll be dead let the crows take me <laughs> <Frick off>! <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's what claire should say
1: and since she's like that sounds reasonable uh i want to point this out to both of those people jamie has at this point been at death's door on multiple occasions mm-hmm. and in each circumstance has come back well yes that's too late manned it oh yeah with the exception of culloden with the exception of Culloden, every other time that Jamie has been at death's door, it was a situation where Claire would have buried him afterwards, right? Snake bite? Yes. He was literally on the ridge. Yes, yeah, she Like he was at home. Him. She treated him in her surgery, right? Um, uh, magical handjob? If that magical handjob hadn't worked, he and his dead boner would have been buried at that monastery. Mm-hmm. Like when he got, sh- when, uh, when, is it Leary shoots him? Leary shoots him? Mm-hmm. yeah um after the would have buried him at i'm Lally already Lally married once mm-hmm. I, i'm an accidental bigamist yes he would have been buried at lallybrock
0: so that is <laughs> accidental bigamist what a great band name a v- yes <laughs>
1: uh that is a very dumb take jamie get it the fuck together and tell your wife how you would like your death to be handled because you are definitely gonna die first let's be real yeah
0: maybe not Claire is a terrible time traveler. And also a woman in that time with a grimoire. So the odds, the over under on her getting roasted alive go up a little bit. She also doesn't say how she would like to be buried. No. Well, he doesn't ask her because he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Like most men. Jamie, come on. Here's what I want. I want that weird shit where they liquefy your body. (gasps) That's what I want. And then into the ocean that's what i want i thought you wanted suicide cruise well suicide cruise is if it gets to that point otherwise liquefy my body and throw me in the ocean with all the other planktons like let's do it let's the circle of life (laughs) uh i
1: i mean i want to be cremated um unless it becomes more affordable to do the tree tree thing thing.
0: also the tree thing is cool like the green burial where you're in the pod beneath the tree i love that yeah i would like to because there shouldn't be so much process about being dead you should just return to the earth because just do just do it yeah just you know we're all i remember when i first moved to chicago on the red line train southbound it was with jeremy loris one day and we go by Graceland Cemetery, which is an enormous cemetery, like right in the middle of Chicago, north side of Chicago. It's, it's very big. It's very big and also like very beautiful. And we're going past it. And I was like, how long, how long before they build on this? Like, really? If, it won't be in our lifetime, but eventually people will have to build there because it's close to water. And like, I mean, well, I mean, and Jeremy maybe, did not like that. <laughs> he was like, oh, and I was like they're dead they don't care uh i mean unless you're in poltergeist with well, arch i was just gonna say i think before
1: they will have time to build on it either the big one mm-hmm. comes the new madrid
0: fault going yeah woof,
1: or um there'll be like a new uh i don't know center for fucking hurricanes or something like we're definitely gonna everybody thinks midwest is a safe place to be when it's,
0: it won't be no there'll be something else there'll be something else. there'll be something else yeah we're well definitely, based on we're this last die. week yeah based on this last week of our lives this is the first oh. time i've ever had to deal with wildfire smoke like that and it was not pleasant it was yeah my sympathies to everyone in california, california who deal with this all, the, all time. the time and all of a sudden it happened here in chicago and it was like oh this really apocalyptic is terrible yeah <laughs> Luckily it's kind of clearing out, but God, maybe weird. that's part of the reason that the big house hit me pretty hard too. Maybe too. Well we've been smelling, we've been smelling fucking fire all week. Yeah. hmm Which is really interesting that it would be like a multi-sensory
1: yeah, like brain fug. Somehow yeah. like Proustian. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My Madeline smells like a campfire.
1: <laughs> um anyway, yeah, I think
0: it was a good episode. It's a good episode. It was not... I could have gotten up and gotten several beers. I don't think... Voiceovers th- alone.
1: Yeah, so let's... So beer scale. Um, I didn't get up to get anything.
0: Until after the house. I, I didn't get up to get anything either. Sometimes I feel guilty when the crowdcast is going yes. to do that. But I feel like after the house burned and the bug plot kind of ended, I maybe could have.
1: Well, like, and that's also a pretty natural... Because br- frankly... Yeah. If we were watching this at a time different break. time of day, I would have been like, hold on. that's That was weirdly terrifying. Mm-hmm. was not expecting to be terrified by a man who needs a shampoo at this time of day. I need uh, a drink, only I can't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there's a natural place to go
0: get a drink, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Doing it scale zero. Nothing. Zero. Mm-mm. Nothing. Yeah. There was the cute kiss, but like even that was not... Uh, it wasn't sexy I, yeah i'm not i'm not we are a reminded movie
1: to it. of the presence of a thruple on the ridge
0: we are reminded that <laughs> lizzie's getting it many ways
1: mm-hmm. um we were robbed of claire and jamie uh, having to stay in Brian roger's cabin with the people who also live there which i think in the mix is the mccallums um so it's like nine people in this little tiny cabin which is uh, again a cabin not a house um here, R- here it's a it's house, a house. Yeah, it's weird. Um, anyway, there it's too crowded, so they have to fuck outside. So they go like find a secret place to fuck outside. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's another reason why jamie needs a cave
1: uh jamie here's two little things we skipped jamie also wants to
0: he's like what about
1: there for our new house and it's all the way across Across the
0: river like like, why the fuck he just wants to be further away from the hoi polloi i guess so like get me away from the fisher folk yeah fuck them i just want to go over there just
1: let's go over there like there Um, yeah also we're right by
0: the river so maybe we can figure out some kind of fire suppression situation
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, I've got an idea. Let's get a uh, carriage and paint it red. And then we <laughs> sit somebody on the top and they'll go, wow, wow, wow. We also skipped the nth time confirmation uh, that Jamie is a psychic dreamer.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. The telephone dream.
1: He sees Fiona, and then I thought the writing of that scene was honestly really funny because imagine not knowing what a telephone is and then having to describe it so it's like a box because i first would have gone it's a box and there's a circle on the front and that circle has more circles on the periphery mm-hmm. that's what i would have said first but then
0: he I, talks about it like a pigtail the little the- that's
1: the detail where claire seems to go oh you're talking about a phone because it was a club with two cups on the end i think he said and a pigtail and it was connecting a box, it. but it was kind of humped and then claire goes oh you know what one point on the doing it scale because claire goes humped <laughs> <laughs> she's like are you
0: suggesting what? something
1: <laughs> um and he sees jamie pick it up and say i want to talk to granda uh and also she sees fiona so claire knows that they're in scotland because mm-hmm. jamie has psychic dreams okay Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Doing it scale one because... Humped.
0: Humped? (laughs) Um, Honestly, I'm really happy about that. Costumes, interesting. Costumes, maybe I'm going to give a... Like, uh, it's a Wes Anderson thing where you're matching people by tribe yeah. or something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like maybe Steve Zazoo or Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Bombs. Tenenbaums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good
1: choice. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with, um, uh, I'm going to go with like a community theater production <laughs> of Sweeney Todd. Cause mm-hmm. I've got Sweeney Todd on the brain mm-hmm. where, All of the costumes have to serve multiple purposes because the people in the ensemble have to play different parts. So like the guy who's playing Pirelli, his pants also have to double as the, like his street urchin pants or whatever. Um, I could have come up with a better example than Sweeney Todd, but yeah, where a costume has utility because it needs to be used in multiple ways. And in this case, a costume of something that would have been Lizzie's needs to be used in this other way. And then Claire finds a way to wear it differently, which somehow makes it look more like her, while still not looking like her. I thought the costumes—it was really this is my favorite kind of costume. Yes, because
0: it's helping the story. Yes, giving you information that you may not get through the text or the acting. You are absorbing something visually that tells you something. Yes, and I think we speaking of our podcast and how awesome we are. Mm -hmm. I think that we taught Janine this particular thing. I think that he was not understood that costumes are important, but didn't understand how deeply they can be tied to storytelling. Yeah,
1: Well, because it's meant to be
0: a part Subtle. of the tapestry, right? right. Like Subtle. you're,
1: it's, you are learning things from it without necessarily realizing you're learning mm-hmm. things from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great. Because we still get to see costumes like Ian's, which are sort of ostentatiously excellent, or what Jamie is wearing to the funeral when he's wearing his plaid again, which he's not supposed to, right? Like, he is not supposed to be wearing his plaid. Um,
0: Why does it matter in the U.S.? Because they're a British territory.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it might also be dangerous... He
0: doesn't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, but it's probably easier to just not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's wearing his plaid with this coat, and it like it's a great, great costume.
0: And you can tell that he feels it. Yeah. He feels good in it. Yes. You can just
1: see it. Um, whereas the great thing about Claire's costuming is just that it looks not quite right.
0: And she feels a little
1: it's gra- like out of really, place. Really,
0: really, really
1: good costuming. Mm-hmm. Also, the soot, perfect. It wasn't like... Again, one like a community theater production of smear. Oliver, where people have smudges and like weird random play. Like, look how dirty my face is <laughs> because it's got like <laughs> smudges. It was like a wash mm-hmm. of soot over all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really costumes, great. great. Yeah. All right, costumes so we did
0: beers, costumes, uh, make costumes, makeup, doing it. You know what we didn't do last week was golden Pample Pample Moose. Moose. Mm-hmm. Well, I think okay. last week it was Sam. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. This week, I vote John Bell. I do, too, because the the amazing, like, not having to say anything, but we know exactly what that he's doing. Scene, that's very strong. They were all good, but
1: that scene in particular, mm-hmm. it was because it was a cool thing to play. And it was great watching Ian kind of demand to be treated like an adult because yeah. he is that mm-hmm. is a grown man at this point ian has killed a lot of people he on Jamie's up he has become a serial He's killer grown up. for his uncle mm-hmm. it is time for him to be treated like a man mm-hmm. um so yeah i really i really appreciated that scene uh with a little like shout out to archbug's terrifying monologue oh my god yeah that was good. terrifying
0: really and it makes me feel like we'll see him again
1: yeah and sam and kate were great as usual but like yeah john bell is my golden pample i have to agree for sure
0: i agree um so do we talk about the next time on or do we just save it
1: well i don't think there's a way we can possibly avoid it but it is we've been this is a long one mm-hmm. this is a big I,
0: you're welcome yeah
1: fuck off! <laughs> 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 but i think we have to end with this um I'm the book reader. I had no memory of this. Um, Tom Christie, live and well? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, hold on. Pause. If you don't watch the previews for coming weeks, this is going to be a spoiler. So stop listening off. here. But we have to talk about it because it was the most exciting part of the episode. <laughs> when is that ever true? Shady. Not shady. Testament to Mark Lewis Jones. Yeah, you're right. Because... Tom Christie shows up in the preview for next week. I had completely forgotten that Tom Christie is not actually dead in the books. What the fuck? I am so excited. Give him a whole episode, man, find a way, do it to keep that man in this show because it's, he's really fun to watch. What I yelled at the television was, Oh my God, they murtawed Tom Christie. (laughs) Turns out they didn't. He's alive in the books, but still, you could still murtah Tom Christie by just finding ways to keep that actor around. Come on. He's going to be like, oh, you killed my son? Great. Thank you.
0: Thank God. Oh, that's Finally, somebody did. That's a relief. I just couldn't do it. I just yeah. couldn't get myself to do it. I stood over his that's bed great. many nights.
1: Mm, okay. I'm going to go start <laughs> helping build your mansion.
0: Okay. Bye.
1: Um, find a way to keep Tom Christie but around, But also, please.
0: that shows us that they don't get on the boat.
1: At least not right away. Or at
0: least not right away.
1: But we know they've got to because unless Jenny has somehow lived to be two hundred some years old, and we got to see her, again. we got to see her again, and we mm-hmm. got to see the new Jenny. Mm-hmm.
0: Jenny, also from the Lally Brock, yeah. other Jenny from the Lally other Brock. Jenny from the Lally Brock, which I'm I'm excited to see because those are some amazingly large shoes to fill and a great character. Mm-hmm. Like
1: I'm just excited to see it because Jenny is a great character. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Next yep. week, o- OMG MLW. That's right. Oh, MLJ. MLJ. There Mm -hmm. we go. OMG
0: MLJ. All right. Bye. Bye. What excellent content. I mean, month after month, we just keep killing it. Yes. Yes. And somehow this bit. Not old yet. (laughs) Um, Not to me.
1: Okay. But this is important because we're recording this, our monthly live in person in person with our dear friend Amelia. Um, So we've decided to uh, make it a musical moment um, as she is wont to do, uh, but we haven't planned anything at all. So um, Amelia, what do you want to play?
0: Oh, I don't know. I feel like I do best quote, big air quotes, best (laughs) when (laughs) when you all just like shove random requests at me and then I just let the lord take the wheel
1: okay all right well let's do let's pick one julie you can pick one and then if
0: that like flails out halfway through our list i'll pick a different one so you've got options julie okay. go ahead what What should she start with well based on um the season of the drunk cast so far i'm gonna go ahead and go with the theme from Ducktales. Great. great okay, i accept perfect okay a little, a little butt jewels all right so will you start playing and then i start the spiel or do you want me to start the spiel and then you start, start playing the spiel and i'm going to absent myself across the room so i don't take okay. over all the sounds hold on though hold on okay. though because we have to choose backup song oh, i yeah. think if, if
1: slash when <laughs> <laughs> the, the <room>. ducktales <laughs> theme bottoms out uh i'm gonna suggest um uh it's all coming back to me now
0: except happy canada day to celine dion okay perfect Great. all right okay all right let's let amelia Amelia, get placed. you go ahead let me get my script
1: Uh, th- this is one of my, fa- I'm going to say this real briefly. This is one of my favorite times of year because when Outlander comes back, we get some new patrons, um, and some of our new patrons have come correct with some names. I'm
0: very excited to hear it. Great. Let's All right. do it. Amelia, you ready? Here we go. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on facebook.com slash podlandercast on Instagram at Podlandercast. You can find all of our excellent shit there. (laughs) You can also find us at podlanderpresents.com where you can find all sorts of information about all of our truly excellent shows. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to the show right now. We want to thank all of you for listening, but we especially (laughs) want to thank our patrons. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash podlanderjunkcast, where you can support the show, join the Slack, get early episode access, and access our bonus content. (laughs) Thanks to all of our patrons. Thank you. You all make it possible for us to do this bullshit. (laughs) My old note is you like O'Doyle rule. I missed that one, but (laughs) I'm not going to say it again. This show is produced by Allison Shoemaker and Julie Starbird, edited by Julie Starbert, other stuff by Allison Shoemaker. Our artwork is by Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura. Our cover songs are performed by Amelia Ham on the Loose Bizelle, as you can hear in the background. And who is also our social media maven. And also does great social media work for us. Thank you, Amelia. And now to Allison to really deeply thank our patrons. Uh, <laughs> Ducktales lasted
1: five seconds. I just want to go on record as saying that. Uh, so we're still in Celine Land, but we're in the chorus. <laughs> Keep it up. Um, it's uh, the nights were, were so cold. Um, so there we go. There it is. We want to thank all of our patrons, but especially the following lovely folks: Katie, the Jourde Fishwife. Mindy Newell, Rachel Ravel, Brenda! <laughs> Allison King, Doc JWS, Chekhov's Ointment. I saw Goody Proctor with the Devil. Sydney Taylor, Maddie Perkins, Snazzy Knack, Lisa Brian, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Jen Collins, Tina Barnett, Nicole Rodriguez, Kristen Freckles Fury.
0: Hamo! Hey, That's
1: him on the loose, guys. Uh, Liz and Tinkerbell, Terry Welch, Rochelle Fever, Amanda Smith, Jerry Hertel, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Kelly Mazella, Chantel Salters. Daryl <laughs> Aquino, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Polkowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCurry, Julia Detoy, Jen Lynn Candy Bun, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, Elizabeth Young, and Kiki The Wise. We love y'all so much. Thank you for making it possible for us to do this stupid show. Zuh, zuh, z. All right, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds.
0: Jesus Christ!
1: It'll be fine. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space
0: me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. Really big monster? Zero irony.
1: We're surrounded by cavemen. What the hell is that?
0: Because you're having a cigarette in 415 million BC? Where are we? Space. Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.